Hello, Kirk Noslu here from the Bep Retort. Safe for the recording industry, safe for the moral values of America, and safe for your listening pleasure. You can relax, America. We in the BH are safe for you. Left my home back in Omaha. See if I can make it out in the world. And I got as far as Wichita. Suddenly I wasn't sure anymore. Lost all my friends in Los Angeles. I'm not welcome in New York But I must stop back in Omaha Alright, in that case, welcome to Member 106, June 11th, 2008 Well, no, clear the warm-up is over, I'm sorry No, they can't, no it, This is, it's a violation It's a violation of rules <laughs> You guys this is supposed to be the DVD. I'm supposed to do the behind-the-scenes stuff. I couldn't do, like, my full thing because when I do that, it tickles my nose. Oh. So I have to take little breaks. I see. That's similar when I'm trying to brush my teeth, my electronic toothbrush tickles my nose. Is that because you put it in the wrong place. Right. But when I stick it up my nose, maybe that's, maybe that's my issue. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Sorry. I know, yeah. Could have come okay. from anywhere. I understand. <laughs> so welcome. So what's going on, everybody out there? Uh, we are, we're actually just about, I think, caught up. We've actually um, started making rather topical shows again, where it's not, you know, three months ago, this was a virgin topic. So, so that's good. Well, at least so. as topical as we can be. Well, as, as we, the Met uh, Report ever is, yes. We yes. were just, we were just discussing. We care to be. Well, we care. Yeah. Or okay. we choose to be. Well... Hey, look, right. Vi- Vikings, how topical is that? Everyone <laughs> wants to know about Vikings. <laughs> well, I was asking Russ about uh, if he saw Iron Man, because we have this huge list of movies that we want to see, that probably none of which will be seen by the end of the summer, because we have a baby. A lot of DVD rentals. There'll be a I lot think. of, yeah. Are you guys uh, have a baby? Is it like on lease or something? Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, just we're rent just her. trying her out, you know. We're going to rent to own. Yeah. Gotcha. 30,000 diapers or three years. Um, what company? Well, we're getting... It's Toyota, because she's a hybrid. Only the best. <laughs> oh, I hear those are very durable babies. They last a long time. <laughs> well, she, that's right. That trade-in mm-hmm. price or Well, whatever. she's built with a Corolla engine, so that really helps. <laughs> um, and improves the resale has, value. Yeah, Greg likes the Corolla engine. Absolutely. Who wouldn't like that? Um, he won't buy anything without a uh, Corolla engine. Uh, <laughs> did you see DPS? What kind of DPF do you get on that on that baby? Uh, it's like thirteen per second. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, diapers per formula. And also, mm-hmm. and it also, um, it also, by the way, procs, um, procs a blowout of poo every <laughs> no, outfit diaper. I'm not making a Warcraft <laughs> reference. I was like, I am determined to make this Warcraft, even though that's not what you're talking <laughs> no. about. It would be Warcraft. I'll enchant your baby for you. I'll give it a plus five agility. Nice. All I have to do is equip her. Avoids. But she's a two-handed. When, tries, when she tries to crawl around, she's yeah. a two-handed weapon, so I, I won't be able to use my shield in that case. Oh well, god! No, you, can, you can carry her with one. She can hold her head up. She can hold like her head up and now, do that. So you can you can carry with one hand. On the way back today from my mom's, uh, we're going to Seattle tomorrow, so we dropped off our dog Lilo um, for my mom to watch while we go to Seattle for a couple weeks. And on the way back from Connecticut, we passed a miniature golf course. Clea's like, oh, we, you know, we've played there once before. We need to go back there. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I'll have to wait a couple of years. She's like, no, no, I can just, you know, we can put her. We have this little uh, wrap that Clea can carry her around in. I'm like, yeah, and she can carry the club. That'll be perfectly fine. I'll and just swing my hips back. And just swing her hips back and forth, and the ball will go right in the cup. I can yeah. see that. And since she is herself miniature, Senevine, I mean, mm, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, a good idea. I'm I miss I'm completely missed that. What are I'm you no opening and closing? What are you opening and closing? And what and are we talking about? Why don't about you here? apply some WD-40 to it? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's his chair. Okay, never mind. Really? Are you hearing squeaking? No yes. kidding. <laughs> You mean there like it is. that? is that like that, hearing? yeah. That's yeah. what I heard. What is uh, that? Oh, that's my very squeaky, weathered uh, office chair that I've been sitting in for okay. five years. <laughs> awesome. There was such a delay there, I was afraid you were saying, like, you opening, closing your 
pants or something like that, and that's what. Wow, that that, that would be very. Playing <laughs> creaky steel pants. <laughs> Why don't you WD forty those steel pants? Come on here. Most people don't know, but Russ is very serious about the Met report. He does it in a full suit of armor every week. <laughs> Comedy in the Can't com- combat in the clutch. Channel the silly properly. That's right. Full plate. Yeah, right. it's true. <laughs> So speaking of uh, stiff and rigid, check this segue out. Uh, no, no, don't do that. Uh, oh, come on now. I, I'm, I'm not, I don't mean like that kind of segue. You, uh, no, um, so uh, I, I did want to bring up something because um, it, this is, as we said, relatively topical. Mm-hmm. Uh, by now, everyone knows that Obama and McCain are the presumptive nominees of their respective parties. And I just wanted to ask, did you guys see, I know Clea saw part of this with me, but Russ, did you see the speech that McCain gave, I think I may have talked to you about this before, that McCain gave what on the day that Obama got the presumptive nomination where Hillary Clinton was finally driven into the grave and the, the stake in her heart finally worked and the movie ended and she left. And Not necessarily. She's still going strong. I get, well, she's trying. I know she's trying to rise again. But, she's um, conceding strong. She's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But did you strong see the, concession. Did you see the speech that he gave for us? Didn't he start singing like old spiritual hymnals? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was like, Spontaneously. when I see Barack Obama being nominated, I think of let my people go. You didn't understand why that wasn't appropriate mm-hmm. for him to say that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, one would wish that he would be even more like that. No, he gave this speech mm-hmm. in New Orleans. Oh, Lord, pick a bale of hay. Oh, Lord, pick a bale of cotton. Oh, Lord, pick a bale of hay. Old man river. That old man. I just have this image of McCain doing that and all the people at Fox, like, blowing up simultaneously. Like, it's scanners, you know, their heads just blow up and that's the end of it. No, um, he was given this speech in front of... Uh, first of all, he does it in New Orleans, which, uh, personally, if I'm a Republican, I'd rather stay away from New Orleans in an election year instead of being like, hey, remember this place? This is the place that we couldn't fix. This is the place that we helped blow up. Remember this? Remember how this happened? But, you know, well, I mean, more or less. Where they dropped the ball. You they dropped the ball, yeah. More or less. More or less. <laughs> they, they blew up. They blew it up. And the t- the gin, same they blew difference. it up. They blew it up. Hey, look, last time we talked about this, we had, we had what's-his-face from... From uh, FEMA giving, uh, you know, blue ribbons to people. So I think my metaphor wasn't that unreasonable. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, so he was, first of all, he's there. So that's pretty ridiculous. Then secondly, he's got like 150 people in this room. And Obama, of course, had, you know, 20,000 people or something like that at his rally. And then perhaps the worst thing, he's standing in front of this sickly green background, which makes him look really like Old Man River. I mean, he looked like he was 185 years old. It It was absurd. And he's giving this speech where everything he says is basically discussing why everything that Obama says about him is wrong. So he's just like, Obama's not right about this. And he well, keeps pretty much re- what he was saying is that he, Obama has his thing about change. And so someone on his campaign said, okay, this will be a really cool thing. What we'll do is we'll come up with a new slogan is, that's not change that's not that's not change you can believe in. And behind him, he's got a, sl- a thing on the on the green sign which says a leader you can believe in. So basically, they're like, you know what? Let's start the election by plagiarizing our opponent. That's that's a good idea. Why not just you know let's let's pretend that you know. So they put that up there, and then he has uh, McCain. I don't know if you guys have seen him speak. He has the most awkward smile. It's as if like it says in the teleprompter, smile here, don't be angry. Don't be angry, John. Stop being angry. Just smile. Smile. <laughs> Just smile here. Smile here. So it's like he says it in the most awkward spaces. It would be like if I was like, "Hey Russ, could you pass the che- you know, the Fritos?" and then I'd give you this weird smile. You'd be like, "Uh, I I, I guess, you know." Or like, "Hey, have we done our sound check yet?" Smile and then start cracking up Is for no reason. Is it just me or but I don't remember him being like that before. You, you mean what? before he was scripted and made into a Republican cog? <laughs> I don't think so. No, maybe not. It's, But it was awful. And they cut from his speech, you know, like literally three quarters of the way through it, and cut to Obama. And Obama, of course, is a great speaker, so he's giving this electric speech, and everyone's cheering. And then they just, and McCain's like, you know, they got his 150, you know, yahoos down there in New Orleans, like, boo. And I was just like, and then they said, that even the Fox people who said this was terrible, I mean, the Fox people were practically crying because they couldn't believe how awful this was. And they they apparently his advisors had taken three weeks to prepare for this how how does this happen like here's a good idea go to the worst place imaginable for the republicans co-opt the democratic message by repeating it and 
make our guy on the first day that America sees both candidates together, make our guy look incredibly ancient and old. That's that's a brilliant idea. Like, I mean, who's like, you know what's a good background color? Green. Green's really your color, the kind of a puke green that you can fade into the background, right? If vote for me and you're voting for vomit. Like, what? Who? I mean, am I missing something? I, I thought these guys your were all million dollar... staff failed to make, to make John McCain look, like, youthful and exuberant? Well, I mean, could they at least make him, like, you know, like, powerful? And, and like, Ronald Reagan didn't look like this. I mean, God, like, don't these guys get paid millions of dollars to be consultants? And this is what they come up with, puke green and New Orleans? I don't think they get paid millions of dollars, do they? Well, hundreds of thousands. Tens of thousands. Well, McCain doesn't like taking the lobbyist money and the uh, the perks, which include, you know, having the the stylists and the, uh, the network ready. You know, consultants that tell you what kind of tie to wear. So, well, actually, he had lobbyists on his campaign, but he fired them. Yeah, so maybe that the was the problem. Ones. Well, I was gonna say he not fired the them too early. Stylist ones. He, if he fired them, <laughs> he fired the ones that know how to do makeup. Can you imagine Queer Eye for the Straight Guy goes what after the McCain? Hell is Paisley, get her the fuck out of my office. <laughs> Plaid, are you serious? In spring, I was a POW. You little brat, get out of here right now. I'll fucking kill you all. Rah, chair throw. Rah. And he would say that, chair throw, as he's doing it. Chair throw. <laughs> McCain, chair throw. He's like a big anime cartoon. Dragon Ball Z. announce all his moves at all the Roadhouse King. McCain, stutter. Um, ah, <laughs> uh, uh. Reagan era mm. reference. Government sanctions, government Ta-da. sanctions, government. <laughs> Oh my God! Can you? But that's that's really what he was missing. Clea's right. He fired his stylist. All he needs is the dudes from Queer for the Straight Guy to just be like, Oh my God! This is this is not. What is this puke green? What we need to do and make him into this a metrosexual. This is Greg's, uh, gay voice. Make him into a metrosexual, I man. Know. You can I've never do heard that. This one before. It's yeah. good. Yeah, I don't pull it out too often, just really in case good. people get confused. I, uh, no, you know. Yeah, we were it's in really Macy's good. today. I swear that whole store is metrosexual center. Well, yeah. A lot of, you know... Yeah, it's Macy's. But it's about. But that's what McCain needs to do. He needs to go to the Macy's of the world, become more metrosexual, and, you know, drop the age a bit. My God. It's metrosexual, Greg. I said that metrosexual. <laughs> you said metro. Metrosexual. <laughs> Meteorosexual. <laughs> Maybe I meant metasexual, like he's above sex. Oh, or, that, that's probably true. Okay. I want to know more about Macy's. Hang on. Why, why, why is Macy's metrosexual? Metro. Well, there's just all there's all know. these places there's all these designers well, we went like we went to this Tommy one Hilfiger. well of course we were we were in Connecticut so I don't know I mean I don't know if like they're different store. Connecticut is itself metrosexual it's like J C Penny less metrosexual because it's it's terrible and everything sucks in there and nobody wants to buy anything no, I'm it's just a saying, continuum like a okay Russ Russ red sweatshirt it's yeah. a continuum yeah, Russ Walmart there was, is there was the least metrosexual pink <laughs> dress shirts there was lots of pink dress shirts that's what I'm trying to say with ruffles isn't that like is that supposedly? <laughs> I'm I'm not making that up, am I? Clay? A lot of pink, pink I never did shirts. see that the shirt. The sleeves had ruffles. They were really pink pirate shirts. Like you expected Kevin Klein to come out and just be like, you know, I am okay, the pirate king. Wait, 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 wait. And it is, it is a glorious I mean, thing to the be the pirate king. Stars? What? Oh my God, ADD people. Isn't that the nature of clothing stores? Like the the closer they are to being designer and expensive and exclusive, the more metrosexual they are, right? Isn't that the progression? Well, sure. So that's so true. Macy's is like fairly high level stuff, but, I guess. I mean, I'm sure there are certain metrosexual people who had nothing to do with Macy's because it's not like their little boutique whatever store that they're in love with. But. I don't know, though, Russ. There are some places that are pretty expensive that have a kind of conservative feel. Like Brooks Brothers is not metrosexual, right? But Brooks Brothers had, like we were walking by, there's a great jacket in the window. It's $350 for this freaking, you know, spring jacket. So Brooks Brothers is pretty conservative and expensive. So I'm not sure that it's just the more exclusive, the more metrosexual. I think it depends. Mm. You know, it's a valid hmm. point. That's I, I like that. So it's like there's like one bastion left for like the conservative, straight, homophobic like right. mi- minority. Right, like they, Brooks Brothers. They can still buy their fancy, expensive things, but they don't have to be metro to do it. But there, I think those places are shrinking. I don't think there's so many of those left. I think that's probably true. Uh, well, there is a um, Sims I mean, the big and out tall here. Shop is You're not familiar like with Sims? Exclusive. Sims is not. <laughs> well, Sims. Sims not is the store of the masses. Greg. Yeah, and geez, therefore Greg. not metrosexual. Okay, right. how do the masses go to the store which has the most boring? Like, is it at Sims? You buy a suit. We at our their That's, slogan the is our Sims? best customer is a well-educated consumer. Like, it was like what? Well, 
Greg, the whole point of Sims is to have a store that men aren't afraid to go to by themselves because they mm. feel like they'll have somebody there who'll like tell them how to, you know, pick out something and but not. This have isn't to a buddy. Like this is your boring great uncle you avoid. Them. You know. Yeah. Well, that's well. See. Okay. Look. In the heterosexual stereotype, like if you have to go shopping and you want to avoid going shopping with a woman, even though you know she's probably better at this than you are, but you don't want to have to deal with all of the side effects of going shopping with a woman, then what I are think... The side effects uh, of yeah, what are those side effects? You know, the, the like annoyances of having to follow her to shops that she wants to go to, oh, okay. and like the having her pick things uh, that you may not like, but you the have other person to that you're with. To like. Okay, carry on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You don't actually <laughs> want to pay attention and do things they want to do. You're there to get a few pairs of pants because you don't. The okay. last pair of pants you have has like too many stains in it. And it's embarrassing. And so you go to a store where you don't have to worry about the homophobic things of like you're shopping for clothing, which is in itself sort of a weird homo activity according to the homophobic majority. So you want like a very uh, sure of himself in his masculinity type of like uncle older gentleman with a beard who like is well dressed but not too much so just like very <laughs> middle not of the road too, there's no well flash dressed. they're like crumpled up suits on the floor which makes you sort of feel at home and so, for some strange reason <laughs> but <laughs> it's like dirty and dingy no, this is not what and not really fun and boring and you know very spartan and very business-like and efficient and that's why wait it's wait, wait shopping wait, wait. experience russ you've just defined like six different things in the same i was just gonna say you're like <laughs> and there's stuff on the floor but it's clean but it's dirty but there's there's like no it's not clean but not it's clean. like there's like pizza but it's crumpled and poorly organized right. there's no visual consultant that comes in to like design right. the store but it's also spartan and like, efficient and business-like it's like a corner of brown pants. It's like, where are all the brown pants? Well, in B, of course. You go to B, brown pants. And you're like, yes! Finally! A story that speaks to me. Heterosexual male. I... <laughs> but basically, okay, but you're using heterosexual as code for I don't like suits, right? Or as code for I, I don't, don't like understand shopping. suits. I don't like shopping. I, I don't like to pick I, up my clothing. I, I don't, and, and by proxy, don't know what I'm doing. Because I right. think for the most part, we don't like activities that we're no good at, and I think those those two things usually go together. So. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Well, well, part of the problem is, and I think this is definitely true for me, is that uh, I actually prefer to have Clea with me when I'm doing the shopping, which is not often, because I find that I, I have a tendency to sort of think I like that, or I like this, or I like that, and there's certain things that I like. But then Clea will be like, well, how about this? And I try it, I'm like, wow, that's tremendous. And like if I were just sort of sitting there on the on the hook, I'd be like, that's not going to be something I like. But then she puts on like, wow, that's amazing, you know. And and I feel like mm -hmm. I feel like that's part of as a heterosexual male, I feel like I need the heterosexual female to assist me in understanding how I myself would look better. If that makes any sense, like it well, seems yeah. weird, I mean, you know. That's but a, that's your primary option as a heterosexual male. But if you want to avoid that, like I said, because of the pitfalls associated with going shopping with your girlfriend or. Then you, then you whatever, go into a nuclear the, bunker where the they have suits organized is alphabetically. Is the, <laughs> okay. the all-men's experience, where you go into, like, the all fascist, experience. organized, dingy, <laughs> colorless clothing store. Because that's the safest place you can find. I see. It all makes sense. It yes. really does. I see. It's perfectly designed for that. You know, I actually, uh, the, the when you said the men's experience, I saw I was looking at this um, uh, this magazine that held all these things about spas, and I was looking to see you know different things about spas and stuff. And so they all they had the why, two different why are you experiences. Spas? Well, because I, I, why are you <laughs> that's a very spas? good question. Well, we were talking about metrosexual. Um, well, because Clea and I have always Clea and I like hot tubs, and I've always wanted to, and I've always like, is there a place around here that has you know hot tubs because like, they're relaxing? Yes, hot tubs. But and, can we incorporate mint juleps and rolling around? <laughs> in like colored scented well, mud well that's exactly so they'd be exactly right because that ha they have two separate things they have this one place that's like hit with reeds <laughs> <laughs> right you're ritually beaten at spas i didn't know that we didn't know that you walk in but but it's by buddhist monks so you feel more cleansed somehow after it's done um but no like you there's this one spa that has men's and women's spas and i was like okay and the women's spa is all the stuff that you was sort of tr you know kind of stereotypical stuff right like there's the mud like you said there's the seaweed wrap there's the massage there's the st the hot stone sauna there's the, you know that whole business right so that's fine the men's experience has like it's basically like 
a pool of like a cold pool of water followed by a hot pool of water followed by a kid you not a room with pool tables and cigars so apparently like the men's spa <laughs> involves playing pool and smoking <laughs> exactly the men's spa is making you feel worse than when you first entered the spa like that's that's the men's yeah. spa and at the end there's a big steak men's that you can eat raw apparently black <laughs> <water> prominently <laughs> exactly and then there's a room where you can beat each other up like that's the rest of the men's spa like and they keep it separate right well the idea is you know suppose all of the quintessential things that are supposed to relax you that's but i mean like i love mm-hmm. that that's american society's vision like women like seaweed wraps men like cigars and beating each other up and playing pool that's what men like and women like you know relaxed things but men like beating Come each other for the saunas stay for the pneumonia ultra microscopic silicovolcanoconiosis wow good stuff man <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was Sorry. just off the cuff. Yeah, that was totally unnecessary. Oh, but that was no, was I like really, that. There's no, there's no place for that word ever. Would a person, would a man using a word like that be allowed in the spa with pool tables and cigars? Do you think, or no. would that be kind of no? No. Yeah, I didn't think um, so. I don't know if I, got, I told you about this, uh, which you just reminded me of. There's this great, totally unknown Mike Judge movie. Uh, Mike Judge was the cartoonist who invented Beavis and Butthead, and then went on to write Office Space. And King of the, of the Hill too, greatest, right? Um, yeah, King of the Hill. I, I'm less proud of him for that, but yeah. sure, we'll go ahead. And I'm just saying that King of the Hill. That's also there. He did. He wrote this movie. Uh, I think it's called Idiocracy, um, which basically says that uh, in the future, that American pop culture has dumbed down the country and the world so much that IQs are like halved in 500 years. Oh so he God. stole our idea. And so somebody, it, pretty much, I mean, uh, so, so this one guy who's in this military experiment goes into suspended animation and he wakes up 500 years from now, and he's a totally average, you know, not uh, outstanding person in any way, but he ends up being the smartest man on earth, and he has to solve all the problems, which is like, why are all the crops are dead and the garbage is piled up, you know, to like, you know, thousands of feet above the ground, and and he determines that they shouldn't be watering their crops with Gatorade anymore. <laughs> like, like this man is a genius but none of the like the the cabinet of the um the u.s cabinet none of them can understand why because all they can do is keep repeating the gatorade slogan they're like but it has electrolytes and plants like gatorade and he's like oh my god like, i think oh, i find plants, that more depressing than funny that'd be disturbing so but you just I, I forgot how already but you just reminded me of that how did you remind me of that what did you say? Uh, I was talking about um, I was talking about spas with men and pool tables and cigars and what oh, men yeah, like. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is the actual link to the, what what I'm talking about. So because this guy tries to explain himself and tell his story and he speaks you know fairly normal English to the dumbed down people from the future, he sounds extremely effeminate in, in explaining things with using, like, big big words. Like, you're a sissy with your big words. So they keep saying to him. So that's what you're about to have to, like, yes. You're sissy with the big that's words. That's why. That you would be not allowed in there because you'd be a sissy with your big words. I Kaniosis is not welcome in men's spas. I see. The end. I actually saw a Dairy Queen commercial some guy <laughs> uses the word anti-disestablishmentarianism in that. And I was like, wow, I thought I, only I used that to pull out the ridiculous, crazy word that, you know, whenever you need to give a big word. That's sort of the wheelhouse word right there. And uh, also has apparently derailed the entire show, but so it goes. (laughs) That's what Um, happens. (laughs) Everyone's like, wow. I've got a question for you guys, Yeah. which I've been thinking about this week. Are you familiar with the the story of, uh, you know, Neil Young, musician, writes Southern Man, pisses off everybody in the South, then Leonard Skinner, right, they, he, they write Sweet Home Alabama, right. which includes a reference to Neil Young being a prick. I hope Neil Young song. will remember Southern Man Don't Need Him Around Anyhow, yep. Uh, whether they did it intentionally or not, they wrote one of the catchiest pop tunes in the history of anything, which far, far surpassed the popularity of Southern Man yes. by factors of a, a billion. It helped that they could sing, I, as I'm opposed to I'm curious about that, because does this... Does this make Neil Young's legend, like, does this enhance 
his legend because he showed up in another song? Or is it like the biggest poning of all time and that now he should be ashamed because even though he reached musical stardom, he was pwned in one of the biggest, most popular songs of the last two decades? Like, I don't know what to think about it. First of all, I'd like to what see Neil. Think? I'd like Neil Young to actually, if you asked him the word "pwned," I'd like to see what his reaction would be in that situation. Because Neil Young, at this point, he basically <laughs> likes to play with with, with uh, trains, with model trains, and sing strangely. Like, uh-huh. really, that's pretty much all he does now. He's he's really. Um, <laughs> I'm not making that up. I think it's a great example of of classic rock pwnage, and I'm wondering what you guys think about because. Here's the thing. I think, and I was talking to a friend about this this week. Like, I think at the time of Southern Man, when this came out, like, this is probably a big deal that they made fun of him in the song. But, but now, I think a lot of people just really love the song and have no idea who Neil Young is and no idea what that reference is and no idea what that lyric means at all. And they just sort of sing along with it, but they don't know what the hell they're saying. Do you agree with me in that? Oh, I would say that's certainly true. Well, remember, that's been co-opted by, like, KFC, right? Like, at the point that Kentucky Fried Chicken is know. just like, you know, I don't think Kentucky Fried Chicken's like, let's play the part where they talk about Watergate. Yo, my conscience does not bother me. Like, they're just, they just do the stupid little piano. When people are, like, eating chicken and looking happy. So a lot of songs have been ruined uh, much in a similar way. Yeah, I mean, I guess the thing I'd say about the ponage thing is, since I really, I mean, I, I hate to say this, but I mean, I just, I think Neil Young is a terrible, terrible singer and was the worst, the worst link in Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young of all time. I mean, he really is a terrible singer. Like he's a decent lyricist, but he's an awful singer. So it was not that I hard to, to be pwned. I the song "Old Man" of his. That's uh, my favorite one. Old man, look at my face. I mean, like I mean, yeah, I, I love that song. I I just can't stand his voice. And and the problem is that when you have these people who put together like this backup chorus and everything versus Neil. Young, like it, it just it, it's it, like in other words, he was already pretty much pwned. He was pre-pwned. Is there such a term? He was like pwned before he was pwned. Like he was he Are was preset he was like for pwned. Auto-pwned. auto-pwned. Like he wasn't. He, he pwned himself. Like as he was as he was recording, it is not right. As he was recording it, the sound engineer was shaking his head Can and I like wrote pwned on a note. Wikipedia, you know, like that's what happened. You know what I mean? Like I, I want to know what the current like. Uh, general uh, pop culture the subconscious thinks about this scenario like what what actually happened did he win did he lose is he does he wake up at night thinking about forrest gump and like he doesn't like my pre-pwned example like what i don't think but i think you're right russ i don't think anybody cares anymore i mean neil young hasn't been relevant for a decade and everyone listens to the leonard skinner you know the everyone listens to southern i mean what you call to uh sweet home alabama so i'd I'd say that he lost that battle pretty solidly i mean i guess crosby stills nash and young is still pretty solid and there are some old people who still think neil young's okay but I, i don't think that in the long term if there was some kind of a battle between them apparently they made up later on you know by the way apparently later on they were like oh yeah they're we're cool oh really yeah and apparently like neil young and the lead singer of leonard skinner got together and were you know hanging out i don't know it was it was all good at the end supposedly so for what that's worth well relationships usually improve i'm looking up now the sweet home alabama reference on wikipedia so, well, do you want to refresh the audiences, or maybe help the audience with what it is specifically that they say about Neil Young in the? I just gave you the lyric. Like what they say is, "I heard Neil Young sing about us. Uh, heard him try and put us down. I hope Neil Young will remember. A Southern man don't need him around anyhow." Which, frankly, is not the most. If they were like, "I hope Neil Young will remember. A Southern man will beat the shit out of him and throw him in a river." Like if that were those, those lines, yeah, then that I mean, would be or pretty. Or like that you know, Neil Young is a skank hoe, and I did his mother. I, I mean, hope I, Neil Young will remember that my cat sounds better than his voice. Right. Say it again. That would be like, <laughs> ouch, right there. I hope. Yeah, it's almost like I hope Neil Young will remember that we really didn't care for what he had to say. Thank you. Though we respect him as a musician. Like, right. I mean, <laughs> though we, well, we would fight to the death for his right to say what he said. We, we don't agree. They're like, guys, I don't think that's going to fit into the, into the song there. All right. Well, how can we summarize it? No, but I mean, like, they did, I, I always thought that it was kind of a, I think everyone made it into a bigger deal than it was. And because most of the time, like, like if compared to a rap battle, like if you listen to most rap battles now, like, uh, you know, 50 Cent and Kanye West and people like that who, you know, go after each other and like, this guy's this guy's a punk. He knows nothing. You know, like they say things much worse about each other in, you know, in these things. Eminem said things like rappers say much worse things about each other in their songs than, you know, Leonard Skinner being like, yeah, well, Neil, yeah, well, go away, Neil Young, which is more or less what they said. Okay, well, but people can be quite more cutting by using, not necessarily swearing or saying 
you know, ridiculous things about their mother, <laughs> you can actually be quite cruel. I mean, if Neil Young thinks that he's like really in tune with the masses and very important to this particular population, and then he's saying pretty much like, you know, you're not important, that could be the, you know, 10 times as worse than calling him a skank hoe. Like, I hope Neil Young will remember a fourth harmony part is all he ever is. Like that. Right, like that could right. be like a major paper cut with lemon juice. <laughs> Especially if the chorus said that. Paper cut with lemon juice. Lemon juice. Here are a couple notes from Wikipedia. Um, first of all, in the second verse, apparently there's another voice singing while well, I've heard Mr. Young sing about her, which is producer Al Cooper doing a Neil Young impression because the band was screwing around in the studio. Right. And also, apparently a lot of people think that the song Sweet Home Alabama, it's supportive of, of General uh, George Wallace, or General, Governor George Wallace, the, uh, the segregationist. But apparently the line is, in Birmingham they love the governor, and then it goes, boo, boo, boo. Instead yeah. of, what I always thought it was like, woo, hoo, hoo. Yeah, well, boo, boo, that's, boo. you're right about that, because that song is weird. There's part of that song that's like, um, you know, uh, wa- you know, Watergate does not bother me. Does your conscience bother you? Like, it's weird. It's, yeah, it's a song that's that like, verse. I'm politically aware, but actually it's a happy-go-lucky song. That's like what we were talking about last show, where it's like the music belies the message, right? Like, you think it's, oh, it's fun, but there's a social part to it. So I don't know. It seems like the band's really liberal. But let's put it this way. Maybe the band is like, really wants to protest. They just don't like being called out by Neil Young, right? Like maybe they're just like, well, we're Southern people and we hate you. Now back to your regular scheduled leftist message. You know, maybe that's all it is. Yeah, apparently uh, Van Zant, who's I guess one of the Skinner guys, said that uh, we quote, we thought Neil was shooting at all the ducks in order to kill one or two. So he didn't like uh, the Neil there you go. calling all of the South into question for the actions of like a few racists and therefore they, that was some very well thought out reasoned ponage. I agree. I, I think they win for that. They asked Neil Young that. He's all like, right. train, can I have train, can I play train? That's what, that was Neil Young's <laughs> response. Neil Young would fit into your idiocracy <laughs> movie. So where did you get this us. from that he's obsessed with trains train. right now? <laughs> Underneath this harvest train. Da, 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 from one of his songs? I mean, where did you get that he was obsessed with trains right now? Oh, because, no, it's a big deal. Like, he's been on Leno a couple times, and every time Leno actually brought on a model train for him to play with because he loves trains. I think probably because Neil Young, when he's playing with a model yeah. train, thinks that he is actually playing with a real train, which is... Well, there it is. He found it. Lionel Trains meets the natural realm on the model railroad of Ben and Neil Young. Mm-hmm. That's what you're looking for, right? Yeah, like, Sonic Youth's Kim Gordon recalls a surreal scene on Young's bus during her band's tour of them in the 90s. As Gordon prepared a meal, Neil sat next nearby tinkering with his trains. Part of the train set was a model cow that made mooing noises, Gordon recalled with a chuckle, and Neil wasn't happy with the cow song. He didn't cow sound. He didn't think it was realistic enough, so he kept fiddling with the electronics. He'd get the cow to moo, and he'd ask us what we thought. Was it realistic enough? Did it need some more work? What was wrong? He was at it for an hour or so. It was amazing how a toy cow could maintain his interest for so long. Thank you. I rest my case. The cow won't move better. We need change better. Gonna drive by the cows. Model trains. If I were playing with this caboose, <laughs> then I'd want to drive by a field of moose. <laughs> And heard his harvest move. Eddie Vedder inducted Neil Young into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There was a good idea, because I can clearly see how Eddie Vedder and Neil Young fit. What? The hell? Why would Eddie Vedder... Who won't be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Well, they had a lot of people to catch up on, to be honest. Like, I love Paul McCartney, uh, when he was inducted, had a shirt on which said something like, it's about effing time, and they had to blur out the words on television. And I was just kind of like, you know, the problem, Paul, is that you were inducted by as a member of the Beatles in the first year of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's existence. Then, like, eight years later, you went in as a member of Wings. That's reasonable. You know why? Because Wings, not the Beatles. Sorry. Like, I mean, you really need to relax. A little bit. Clea just pulled up a YouTube video. Neil Young with his toy trains. It's no, a bunch I of like TV too. clips of him with he had this huge ass remote. D pad and a throttle. So he's, but I, th- I think he like his, he might have started a company that's like created toy trains. Which is like, it's fine if he likes trains. It's just like, I don't. You don't, so you don't like him? 
<laughs> it's not fine. Anything he does, <laughs> terrible. He stinks. No, I'm just saying, like, you know, stinky person. Neil Young. <laughs> I, I just. <laughs> I hear Russ now is just playing the video just now. He's like, oh, look, it's toy. It's a really bad video. Trains. Yes, it is. It wow, is really this terrible. Is the worst quality thing I've ever yeah. seen in my life. This looks like somebody had one of those old-style motion picture cameras where you have to crank it to keep it going. And they started cranking it. Russ, have you ever seen the depth like gas technologies that should never go together. Uh, on YouTube? Don't, don't play this. Yes, yes, I have. What do you think of it? I'm a student of... Uh, I'm a student of viral videos, and so therefore, as part of my bachelor's in viralness, I had to watch the Daft Hands video, which has been seen like 20 million times. Yeah, or something. exactly, 20 million times. So, so Greg is. Like yeah, I see. I even know how many views. Exactly. I'm an expert. I, I don't really understand what the big deal is about people opening and closing their hands where there's words on them. Like, I mean, that's really exciting. I mean, it's clever. It's not worthy of 20 million. 20 views, million but, views. You know, neither is. Dog smells own behind with a hundred million like you know it's just it's sort of a mystery nobody knows why these things are so popular but the, here's the thing that I don't understand which is why that's what my independent video project is attempting to find out is whether I can tap into this retarded nature of videos being popular for inexplicable reasons and see I think that's it like the original which was from Echo Studios says 20 and a half million views and it has a perfect five star rating so you're telling me every person who viewed it is like five stars five stars wow uh, those are hands then there's there's words on those hands five stars those are those are I can't believe there's words <laughs> the hands are moving and there's words on them and there's me that's five stars I've never seen anything like it like I mean okay granted I get a little bit too excited by the excited guinea pig you know the dramatic guinea pig thing which I've played before, which is the guinea yeah. pig, and then it whips towards the camera, and it goes, dun, dun, dun. Like, that still is hysterically funny to me, and so maybe I'm part of the problem. But even that, <laughs> some people are like, okay, that's not always good. Like, that got four and a half stars. This one, everyone is like, that is the most amazing thing I've ever seen, five stars. Well, I think people look that, at it, and they think it's what? really creative, and that it was really hard to do, and so they But they'd be it. wrong on both counts. Mm -hmm. It's not creative, nor was it that well, hard look, to do. Uh, if wow. you're going to watch a video that is called Daft Hands, like you're looking at some list that came up for whatever reason, and you see one titled Daft Hands, for what that title is, you're basically getting the best possible world of Daft Hands. I mean, unless it has to do with some kind of like Old West showdown where some guy's like gunning down seven guys with a six-shooter. I just think that this is, for, you know, amateur video... Well, it comes from Daft Punk, better than which is what a band, right? Uh no, I, I get, I get the, the link. I get the reason why it's called that. I'm just saying, if if you're just some schmo right. like tooling around on the internet right. and you see something called Daft Hand, you're like, huh, and then you look at it, right. like you're probably going to be pleasantly surprised. Probably. If you're some schmo who would be driven to go look at something that says Daft Hands, then you would be mesmerized? Wouldn't you be mesmerized by, like, yeah. a cat coughing up a hairball if you were willing to do that? Like, at that point, yes. if you're oh, that no, schmo. There, there only if it was called Daft. Views. Only if it was called Daft <laughs> Kitty. I'd like to believe that the 20 million Daft views all Kitty. come from the same guy. That's what I'd like to believe. That like the same guys watched it twenty million times. Like this is amazing. IP change five stars. This How is great. IP change five stars. How long would it take you to view twenty million times? About as long as to put it together. Because you, you don't have to watch how the whole thing, right? How many refreshes? I guess it depends on how fast your internet connection is, right? Right. No, you don't have to watch the whole thing. So yeah, so let's just say you, let's assume you can just go straight to the page and just start refreshing immediately as soon as it loads. Yeah. Now, count, count, let's assume Now, what you need to recognize count is how long it takes you to connection. refresh. For some okay. reason, our connection's not very fast, so we don't want to use our. The, I have a DSL connection, and you can get a lot faster than what I've got. Oh, speaking of which, I have a story about that. Well, not much of a story, but a happy report. But anyway, let's say you can refresh. A ha it takes you a half a second for each refresh. Okay. And so let's say you do this all day long. Right. Without cessation. So. Wait, half a second for each refresh, right? Hours okay. Times 60 minutes per hour. Times uh, 60, 120 for each minute, because we said that means every day you can refresh 172,800 times. If you did this for a full week, you would have refreshed and added 1,209,600 votes. You're telling me that you would need to do this for 20 straight weeks? So, so for like, five straight months. So I don't think it's just one person, Greg. Okay, what if it was two people? Then they could cut it down to <laughs> two and a half months. If you could get someone else to be like, oh, what a great idea, then you could cut How this way down. How often is the views number updated? Because I just refreshed and it wasn't updated. 
It depends on how popular the video is, but I think usually it's a, a few times a day. Right. YouTube is not particularly good about updating the the numbers. We've been we've borne witness to that with our well, well, let's, our semi popular. Well, let's see what you know, some of the fine uh, list uh, viewers said. Here. I thought it was going to be dumb at first, but then I was wrong. Good Holy job. This shit, is cool. Ha, 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 wow, nice this vid totally awesome. Keep it up. That's sweet. Make it better. Awesome. That was badass. Why is that badass? Dude, that was cool. What you talking about? Why is that badass? Yeah. WTF, how you amazing. Bravo. Girl, girl. And someone wrote so many views. Yeah. Very good, muy bien. I don't disagree with me. This is the coolest shit I've ever seen. See that? I, I don't. I don't understand the internet. Like very clear. There have been well, sixty-one thousand nine hundred and twenty-one comments. Let's see what they comments. say about daft bodies. Here, I'd like to see what they have to say about daft bodies. Oh, they're gonna say something like, "Oh, that's, that's sexy." sexy. I mean, the, thing, the other thing She's about cool this daft hands hot. video is that it literally it's like breaks all of the rules of viral video, which is that nothing happens for the first like. 45 I know. seconds of the song. That it's just closed hand. Like, on what planet do internet viewers just hang around for 45 I was saying seconds the same thing to Clea. happens and just wait for shit to happen? I was saying the same thing to Clea, it. I know. That, it's, it's just like they're just da they're like hand puppets with nothing on them, just dancing around doing nothing, and everyone's like, that's okay, I'm waiting to see what happens. Well, the, no, but this is what, and then no, this she is, starts doing this the is, thing. It only took one person for us. And then what happens is this person mm -hmm. emailed it to the friend and said, okay, okay, now, now just keep watching, like, don't like don't turn off yet because like you know, you gotta keep waiting because like the first forty five minutes and that okay. person was the CEO okay, of YouTube so keep and so then keep watching and then it's gonna this could be really cool man just keep watching because it's it's got this little warm up part okay there's other part there's an, another daft hands that has a little thing saying sorry for the intro flip to forty nine seconds. Like actually, if we said Daft Mep, we would automatically get a hundred thousand views for no reason. Like yeah, we could I just think be like, do it. we could do Russ's thing where yeah, it's like I YouTubers. Would just sit in front of the camera. I'm in front of Dick. <laughs> exactly. Like, Daft Mep. I'm not even saying anything. Then I'd be like, YouTubers, Dick is blown up. Uh, I just sing to the song. Even this terribly lame the, yeah, yeah, Daft the Punk body. Say, wait until after the awesome hand jig and be amazed. Hmm. But it's not awesome. It's terrible. And why would any... Can we just do that? Be like, hey, watch our video and tell everyone that we're watching it. Do it. No, no, really do it. And all of a sudden, it'd be like six trillion views. Like, maybe it's as simple as that. We're like, how do we get people to listen? And, you know, how do we get people to listen? How do we get more people to watch? And the answer is just to tell them. Watch more. And they're like, yes, sir. Like, it was all a matter of just, like, explaining, like, telling them that they must. And then it becomes that way. I mean, look, even this one, which is hideous, which is why it gets two and a half stars... For those of us who liked this crap, please look into the original girls who did it, then you'll see the rest of us are almost puking on this awful imitation to the copycats. Bad, bad, bad. <laughs> Next quote. You could have at least done something original, and damn, you both are ugly as hell. Why did you skip the boxes on your heads? Oh, my God. This is, this is the wow. price of unoriginality. It's like, die and may all of your lineage have herpes. Like, the internet is not a forgiving beast. <laughs> How dare you copy the semi-creative thing that we love so much? Fuck you and your family. I hope you die on burning heads, flame. The spirit of Daft Hands? 5,000 views. I can't wait to see what this is. I wonder if this is partly just great. related to Dance Dance Revolution. Like, that's why people are into this, because they're like, wow, they have to move left and right. It's just like Dance Dance. Like, maybe that's why people are excited by this. I maybe. honestly don't understand why this Ooh, is a big deal. Ooh, there's a male version. Oh, oh I got to check that out. Now, see, now we're going right back in. This gets back into our discussion of metrosexual here. And I, I see the spirit of Daft Hands is just a literal rebroadcasting of Daft Hands with somebody else's website logo in front of it, and somehow this is like acceptable. Oh no, wait! But there are people dancing with boxes on their heads in the background and bikinis. Wow, that's messed. This is weird. Oh yeah. I okay. Here we go. These guys look a little too young for me, but it's okay. They have abs. That's all I need to know. I can't believe that. And you know what's so exciting about this is that everyone listening at home can watch along with us <laughs> as we watch these crappy ass videos that nobody cares about. Why do there why are, why did we why are we in Chippendales? Like why are we in Chippendales? For the stupid shit. Why am I watching men? These guys which, are what want to be Chippendales? This is. Uh, did you guys watch the Daft Bodies? Yeah, that's the that's the original Daft Bodies. Now we're watching the um, with male the version. boxes on their heads. Yeah. Then we now we're watching the male version. What in the hell is this? I don't understand why anyone cares about any of this. I don't. 
There's a Daft Bodies Simpsons even. I don't. Oh really? Let me see that one. Daft Bodies for Wellesley Rugby does Daft Bodies. What is wrong with oh, these people? Whole why? Thing. What? What in God's how name are you doing? How have we been missing doing? out on this? Oh, I can't imagine why or how or. Go to the Simpsons one. Right. I mean, I don't want to come to Simpsons. To be fair, one. like, I really like this song. I found it to be one of the catchiest and mm-hmm. possibly brainwash. Right. Because it it literally just makes me want to be productive at whatever I'm doing. It's really scary. Right. But it's not worthy of all this nonsense. (laughs) There's a Simpsons version. There's a Simpsons version. I'm deeply disturbed (laughs) for the fate of the human race. I, I... Oh, well, so we've... Greg has now reached the pit of despair. I just don't... I, I can't... And now all of a sudden, like hundreds of people on the internet, been like, "That's it. We struck gold. We'll just make a copycat yeah, video a, of Daft Punk." Yeah, there's a Dragon Ball Z version of Daft Punk. Like, well, what? Like, I mean, clearly there, there's going to be a. This is our ticket out of here. Now we figured out the answer I'm to the problem from earlier. If you're one of McCain's I'll advisors, you have to get Daft McCain Man. involved in this right now. You clearly oh, need to Daft McCain bodies and Obama McCain should do this. With Obama. I think. McCain with his arm, and his arm doesn't go all the way up, right? So it'd so it fit perfectly, and it'd be like you know. Yeah, that'd be great. I think you're thinking of Bob Dole. No, no, no. That's not true. McCain was injured in the Vietnam War, oh, really? and his arms, yeah, his arms only go up a certain a certain amount because of the injuries he had. I don't remember exactly the details about it as to why, but Jeebus. yep, it's pretty. It's interesting. Keith Olbermann was saying that uh, Ann Coulter apparently keeps bringing up the Manchurian Candidate in reference to Obama. So Olbermann destroyed her because he's like, you know, if I were you, I wouldn't use the Manchurian Candidate, which is about a prisoner of war in Southeast Asia who is hypnotized to do terrible things to people when he returns to America. I don't think you want to make that reference, considering Obama's opponent, a prisoner of war. He just trailed off. It was very funny. It was like, yes, much more appropriate for McCain being little mental difficulties given his prison of war status as anything else. But but yeah, so clearly this is another internet thing that I yes, just indeed. that I just don't get. I, I don't I don't understand the big deal. I don't know what why anyone cares. I, I don't get it. Why can't you just loosen up and have some fun, Greg? Well, you know, I would do that if there was anything to have fun with, you know? But, like... Where did we go wrong? And... How did we miss out on this this phenomenon? I don't know, but it's not still not too late. I mean, I tried. I make shit that I think is clever, like Iron Man is Tin Man, and nobody gives a shit. And then somebody else is, like, farts into the camera and has... 25 million views <laughs> because if they called like, it like it's, it's mildly discouraging because they called it like daft because they called it like daft fart or something like that's that's it's it's branding actually russ it's branding it's like we were talking about with the max that's all because i had never heard about it before actually i'm very pleased that i had never heard about this at all until clear was like have you seen the daft, oh, hands, daft thing? hands was on the ellen degeneres show Oh, that's what it is. Well, it's like the all base, all your base are belong to us phenomenon, which sort of came out of nowhere also. And everyone is kind of like, what? Why is this a big deal? Well, this was also a big deal. And that's that's why. I just don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't really get it. I assume that, you know, becoming an internet phenomenon is not something you can predict. I think you just do things and all of a sudden it happens. Like, someday someone will be walking along the street singing in Italian and all of a sudden that'll become a big viral video phenomenon. Everyone will start doing their imitations of walking down the street singing in Italian. Everyone's like, wow, that guy's singing in Italian walking down the street. You know? Like, I think it's just... I don't think that's funny. I, well, that wouldn't be funny. It would still be a big deal, though. Maybe if we made Senevine walk down the street singing Italian. I could, that that might be funny. Actually, there's, I, haven't, I haven't seen Adapt Babies. Yeah, see, this, I, see, this, so we could this just is like, what we're trying to say, we could just flip. Yeah, you should write, this use is a magic marker, write all over Cenevine, and just right. flip her around. Write shit all over <laughs> her, and then just, like, roll her over for the various lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> like, this the last this? thing will be inside her mouth, you have to pry her mouth open, <laughs> and, be like, ah, and then it'll say the last thing. That'll be great. And then I'll be like, you didn't use the permanent magic marker, did you, hon? And then it'll cut out. I'll be like, oh, no! <laughs> That'll be awesome. Gonna have to try to get Daft Punk to sponsor your baby. That's exactly right. Your college scholarship. Yeah, I don't even See, know. There's the potential here, Greg. That's the thing. You're not seeing the potential. So is Daft Hands a reference to the people? What was the original song was Daft called? Daft Punk. Daft Punk. Is harder, better, faster, stronger. Well, the band is called Daft Punk. Right. Daft Punk. Okay, I'd never heard of Daft Punk. Yeah, and then. You've never heard of Daft Punk? I mean, no, not music guy. Not till now. 
Oh my goodness gracious! No, I can't believe. Let's rephrase it. I've that. Heard of a music thing that you haven't heard. I, of. No, you've heard of something. I wouldn't call it a music thing. You've definitely heard of something though. Daft Punk is really good. They're really, really good. Because they go. I can get this up for the next ten minutes. Oh well, Russ, I think we told you, right? Like we we wanted to come up with something that Cenevine, like some video of Cenevine, you know, like that laughing baby or something that will get like 10 million views, and then we can, you know, promote the Map Report. So we need to. You should do. Here's what you should do. I've got it. You ready? You reenact a scene in Raging Bull with Robert De Niro Wait, and Joe Pesci. she's got to survive. Where? Let me just let point this out. She has to live. Through the <laughs> we, oh, yeah. No, she played yeah, the Rush, part, let me say, we, we're not willing to kill Pesci. her. Yeah, well, she, we, she can't die. No, no. Okay. She plays the part of Joe Pesci, okay. and one of you guys plays the part of Robert De Niro. Okay. Where you go, you go to to uh, you'd start talking to Senefine. It's like, "Why don't you hit me in the face?" You think, and then you have Senefine be like, "I'm not gonna hit you in the face." Like, what are you talking about? It's like, "Go on, go on." Hit I me love in how the you face. have Senefine do that. Like, you have Senefine say this. And then you talk to Senefine, and then you're like, "You fuck my wife." You fuck my wife? It's like, how could you even say that to me? You fuck my wife? How could you even say that? And then have her start beating you up, like Joe Pesci starts smacking De Niro in the face, and he's like, "Come on, come on." Yeah, Russ is like, okay. here's the way to be a viral hit. Make your five-month-old daughter do things far beyond the capability of all five-months-old, making her a viral hit well, no, automatically. Well, whatever. Be one of our voices in the Record background. Record some voiceover. Yeah. Come on, Greg. There you go. Why aren't you being creative, Greg? Easy. I'm still, because I'm still right, back Russ, in the Doc Punk universe. Okay, Russ, when you're next in town, we'll do it. There you go. That'll be Start just great. practicing her slapping things. Screw that. I'm doing it myself, <laughs> starring my right hand <laughs> with Joe Pesci doodled on it. <laughs> hey, it's going to be a hit, baby. Hand puppets are clearly the because there's another hand the Harry Potter hand puppet video is like uh, twenty thirty million views. That's right. Just people are crazy for pets and hand puppets. That's right. It's like we're all a na- we're a nation of four year olds. That's all we can get our heads wrapped well, around. Well, we're run by one, Play so it makes sense. And pets and and turds. That's it. We got to combine things that four year olds like: dancing, singing, hand puppets with duty. Everywhere. I guess that makes sense because and juice box. Ten years ago, it was what things that thirteen-year-olds want like, find funny, and so now we're down to what four-year-olds exactly. do all that, and then yeah, just Mike like Mike Judge is actually right; he's a prophet. Mike Judge is a replace prophet. all of our so tap water supply with Capri Sun roll-ups. Yeah, there you go. We need fruit roll-ups, Iron Man lunch boxes, and uh, like dipping sticks and. Uh, I love how we're like uh, underoos. I love how we're at our age, underoos. like thinking back. Underoos have to be prominently featured. In we're this. like, you know, what do four-year-olds like nowadays? Clearly, underoos. That was huge when I was a four-year-old. What else do they like? Well, we have to give them, have to give them some eight-track tapes because that's what and four-year-olds freaky had. Freaky freezies. Freaky <laughs> <laughs> They love freaky freezies. Uh, Pretty they change color when you go outside. Of course. So this is what we this is what we know of Russ's childhood, which we I think we could have presumed before. Underoos. Underoos and food products. And for underoos, fruit roll-ups. I had He-Man underpants. He-Man. I loved them. They were tremendous. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I had good. Wonder Woman, of course. Yep. I didn't have any underoos. I did, however, have. Um, I think I had. Super- What's wrong with? I think you? I had Batman sheets, though. So like in my bed, I think I, I was like a Batman okay. sheet set. So I had that. I definitely had a Star and, Wars sheet uh, set, so that was cool. Maybe big wheel, not big wheels, but I had the, a big wheel, know, yeah. The, vehicle, the plastic vehicles with the two giant wheels, wheels and the small and the motorcycle thing. And, that big whoa, wheel, okay. the motorcycle thing. What? I mean, you know, it's vaguely like a child with the photon like torpedo motorcycle. And, and for a suburban child, this was a very yeah, useful big wheels. tool for. Uh, oh yeah, I used to love big wheels. Getting places, yeah, they kicked yeah. ass, absolutely. Big wheels are tremendous, and my big wheel survived the dunk of the like river. A huge one. Yeah, that, yeah, there were some huge big wheels. Yeah, well, it's plastic. Yeah. It's a big piece of plastic. It's great. Yeah. Okay, big wheels, fruit roll-ups, juice boxes, underoos, duty, <laughs> and sock puppets with pets. It's talking. Got it. That's it. That's the next hit. Okay. On a video. Cool. So sock puppets who poop also enjoy eating fruit roll-ups and drinking juice boxes, and 
dancing around to Michael Jackson's uh, Beat It. All right, well, there's your screenplay right there. You Which just, I also you just... liked when I was four. <laughs> Which, there you go. <laughs> Which was also good at the age of four. It's pretty funny. At the age of four, what was I doing at the age of four? In 1976, I was watching Jimmy Carter get elected. That's the fr- I remember seeing like Carter in some big room. <laughs> and I remember confetti. And that's pretty much it. Are you serious? Yeah, and I don't remember anything about 1976. I remember in five years old, I was starting to ride my bike, and I lost control of my bike, and I plowed into a family sitting at the side of a hill. Remember that? That was that was cool. I remember sledding. Uh, <laughs> How did you plow into them? Well, did you go over them? Was, did you go through them? Was, did you hurt people? It, no, no. I, I went. I went. The problem was it was it was sort of the most. Sl- I mean, honestly, I plowed into them, but they saw it coming from a ways off because I was coming towards them, and I think it was so my dad. You were an uncoordinated. My dad was like, "Well, no. I mean, they my dad was dodged. like, my dad was like, uh, watch it. He's not going to be able to turn.' And I'm like, I can turn, and then he's like, you 'You're not going to be able to turn.' And at that point, <laughs> they had already scattered to the four winds, and then I ran into the hill where they had been sitting. Um, because I couldn't turn. Oh, so you didn't plow into the family? Like well, th- they scattered though. They had to like fall off all over themselves and run to the left and so right. You and scattered. Yeah, a family. that's what you I did. Scattered. You in fact did not plow into. Right. <laughs> right. That's true. <laughs> See, you gotta you gotta that's do the follow up questions with Greg, or he'll just lie to you. Yeah, that was the same basic kind of idea. Come on here. Over here, same thing. Look at this. Same basic idea. And then I set the house on fire. <laughs> Well, really, I helped them boil eggs for Easter, <laughs> but there was fire. But there's fire involved. In the exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was weird. I had the experience of going back to the town where I lived when I was four years old, which was in uh, New Jersey. And I, it was really strange going back to that place and going back to the streets around it and just thinking wow, like, this is so much smaller than I remember it. You know, because when you're a kid, obviously, all of the uh-huh. scale is higher, but I was just like, Checking I remember thing, this yeah. going up this hill, I was like, oh, the big hill, and I was like, this this is not a big hill. You know, but at the time, I was just like, this is a <laughs> massive hill, and here's the hill where I used to sled, and I remember when I was a kid, I was like, oh, my God, i got to go down that hill, and it was not really a big deal. So um, it was interesting to see how scale adjusts, you know, over time. You mean mm-hmm. as you grow, scales I do that change? every once in a while. There was a big um, internet phenomenon maybe last year, this website, which had a mathematical calculation of how many five-year-olds you could take in a fight. And it was just fascinating. Like, it was an extremely popular website because it, first it factored in, like, your age, your relative fitness level, like, your size, your combat training, if any, how smart and, you know, tactically how you would deal with it. It even asked questions about what your scruples were, like would you gouge eyes? Would you take one child and use that child as a weapon against all the other children coming at you? I thought it was just really well done, and that's what you, you know you reminded me I of. See. Is that uh, I think I could take at the end of the quiz, I could take like twenty-five five-year-olds. Wow, which seems like not that many to me. Like if you asked me, just I'd say hundreds. Just keep them coming. I'll kill all of them. <laughs> like, but, but apparently, the things that I could only take twenty-five because we have to factor in is that according to this example, you can't, like, scare them away. They're, like, bloodthirsty, like, ravenous, will never stop until they're dead five-year-olds. It's just a matter of uh, how many small combatants you can take at once. Well, there is a... Uh, there is, And I guess eventually they, they overwhelm you. There is a uh, William Shatner, um, uh, like, tw- not Twilight Zone, but, like, something along those lines, um, once where, uh, and I forget sort of the details, but there are these uh, bunch of kids in a playground, and apparently he knows that they're like, they're either aliens or they're some like, but he's very frightened of the children. They kind of play up how frightening, you know, groups of five-year-olds can be. So I guess there's some, there's some kind of, there's some precedent for what you're talking about, you know, combatants. And apparently in, in some poorer countries, there are just like roving bands of uh, gangster children who will just like, you know, in droves of 20 or 30, they'll just gang up on you and mug you. And since there are 30 of them, yeah. and, you know, you might be, you might hesitate before popping a child in the face. Like, it's effective. Well, it doesn't even take that many, actually. I remember one yeah. time I, when I, w- I was uh, in a um, flea market in Italy with an elderly couple, and he had a bunch of different piece- pieces of clothing that his wife was going to buy. And this gypsy kid just came up and just started doing a tug-of-war just to take the clothing out of its hands. And he had to, like, fight the kid to, to not have him steal the stuff. Did he win? Yeah, I think he did. But he had to kick well, him in the balls. And the kid teamed up with three more kids, and the arms race began. 
He did not <laughs> kick the kid in the balls. Get out of here. That was the worst part when he did that. Oh, God, that was a terrible moment. Well, that's the way to, to beat 34-year-olds uh, is to kick them all in the balls. No, I would. I like the idea of you take one and you swing around by his his arms and like kick, kick all. I thought the other you were gonna say by his balls. I was like, that's really. It's a little disturbing. No, no, no. That's not a thing. It's not efficient. No, you got to turn it into like a, some kind of weapon. But it will wipe the hell out of the kid that you're swinging I mean, around. Again, like if you could find your own weapon, like a baseball bat or a pipe, anything that you could find in Double Dragon, really. Oh, you know, nice. A plank Good of wood. Reference. You know, nunchucks. These things will all be helpful. But failing that, I think you have to turn one of the children into a weapon against the other children. And then once you've used him up, then you can grab another one and start swinging them around and knocking other five-year-olds out of the way. How exactly would you and use him up? And then maybe moving. Like, do body parts, like, come off <laughs> as you swing Yeah, if he gets a little too battered, <laughs> like... Maybe, or maybe, I don't know, maybe if he goes limp, it's not as useful as if he's, like, still struggling and all tense, so that it makes him a better projectile and or Using him as a object. spear or as, I like, a that, freaking whip? Russ, you know, you seem to have thought about this a little too <laughs> I don't much. I think he'd make a very good spear. I, I, I'm a little concerned well, about what you're doing. I wanted yeah. to win the game. Yeah, okay. And I was like, well, here's a way to beat five-year-olds. Like, droves and droves of zombie killer diseased five-year-olds. So... I think also moving would help because if you stand in one spot and like maybe one starts like holding onto your leg while you're fighting other ones and eventually they just sort of weigh you down and overwhelm you. But if you keep moving and just sort of like dancing on their heads and crushing them with your feet and hands, then you've got more limbs going for you at once because not only are you like punching and swiping and pushing them out of the way, but you're also stepping on them as opposed to standing still. So I think that's the way to go. Okay. Huh. And momentum, since you weigh so much more than all of them, like your moving forward momentum will just knock them out of the way and make it harder for them to accost you, too. Is there a so minimum weight that you have to you weigh as the adult in this uh, scenario? No, it just factors into the equation. Like, if you weigh real, if you're like, you know, a midget, yeah. and you type it in and you have no physical fitness whatsoever, it'll be like, you can take one <laughs> five year old, one, maybe. <laughs> like, if you're lucky, you can beat one. But he'll probably beat yeah, you Yeah, I mean, so I think you do have to take so into I'm consideration, sure like, yeah. like the size of the individual, the height, build, and uh, physical fitness. I think height makes a huge difference, because if you, you know, if you can get some distance so that they can't just, like, climb on top of you and weigh you down, then uh, I think that would be a huge advantage to get a lot of leverage. Right. Just like in any fight. I mean, not just against five-year-olds. You know, height makes a big difference. You know what would be great? <laughs> If we did this for a viral video, <laughs> the daft hands. Uh, yes. That would be awesome. Exactly. We we could get lots of views and also be arrested. Well, this but is it. We'll just make we'll make a bunch of little miniature copies of Cenovine. So it will look like digitally. It will look like there's five, you know, a hundred. Yeah, CGI children. Right. Yeah. But really, it'll just be a hundred centimeters. And we'll do it. We'll set it to that soundtrack, and it'll just be like, "Beat up children, beat up children, beating children, beating children." <laughs> Seven hundred and fifty million views. Everyone's like, "Oh my God, that's badass!" I can Lol. beat a hundred children. He can beat a hundred children. I can beat a hundred children. Harder, better, faster, stronger. And then there'll be somebody sitting in some houses like, "That's brilliant." They'll like try to make an imitation using like toilet paper rolls as children. Children and be like, that sucks. It's not the original. The original should be this. Children, beating children. You can beat many, many children. You know what we haven't beaten today is the clock, and uh, we do need to do that. Here come the children. <laughs> because it gets out of hand. Oh no, more children. More I kill the children. I will kill all the children. <laughs> What do you guys at home think? Do you guys think this that will work? Please send us your comments. Let us know. A hundred children? Only makes you stronger. Oh, my God. I Let us know. Thanks for listening. They we'll see you guys no soon. Longer. Say goodbye, everybody. <laughs>
smart children, ugly children, stupid children, tall children, stable children, healthy children, I will discriminate. I swing them by their balls. I am Stronger than ever